0: This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3274 for Thursday the 18th of February 2021. Today's show is entitled, My Custom DWM Setup. It is hosted by RFAB, and is about 36 minutes long, and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, me talking about how I've customized DWM, added and removed patches, and written various scripts.
1: This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org.
0: Hi everyone, welcome to this video. Um, in fact, this is not, not just a video, I am really recording this as an episode for a podcast on HPR, Hacker Public Radio. Um, but alongside that, I am making a video at the same time where I will show on my screen <clears throat> the things I'm talking about. And this video is available on YouTube, um, there'll be a link for that in the show notes if you're listening to the audio. And similarly, when once this goes up on HPR, I'll put a link to that um, in the description of the video on YouTube. So today, I'm going to talk to you about um, this desktop environment. This is uh, my custom custom version, I suppose you could say, of DWM from Suckless.org. Um, it's featuring my my status bar which I'm going to talk about um, in a little bit. In fact, I've got a little list of things I'm going to talk about right here, so let's go from the beginning. Um, I should introduce myself. As a, that's the standard practice on HPR. Um, online, in the last 20 or so years, I've been known mostly as RFAB, ARFAB, A-R-F-A-B. Um, that is also my, my Twitter handle, at ARFAB. If you see me in IIC um, chatting about Linux and stuff, then that's going to be the same thing I use there. I may also be known as Clear Night Sky, which uh, is spelt C L E A R N I T E S K Y. Um, that is the account name I use on GitHub just for. Um, the, just because that's the way it is. My oldest existing email address is actually nightsky at yahoo.co.uk. Um, and so that's why I still use that name occasionally. And in my um, other sort of professional work as a, as a musician, um, I may be known as Trumpet Planet. So there's a Twitter account that goes along with that. Um, my main website that I used for my work, which is now just a blog, in fact um goes by that same name trumpet planet um on the subject of this desktop stuff there's actually a video or two that already exists of um <clears throat> of me describing the workflow I use for writing music using the the program um Frescobaldi which is uh, just a front end for Lilypond um which basically is kind of like a markup language for 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 music. Um, I really enjoyed learning that earlier this year, um, which I'll I'll get onto in in a short while. Um, so, for coming back to HBR, I did actually have an episode on HBR, which I um, I discovered was um, episode six hundred and eighteen. Um, me talking about installing Win- Windows XP in VirtualBox. Um, I don't know if this here says when that was recorded. I, I was quite proud of my myself for for using Curl to download the RSS feed and then um, grepping for my name. Um, no, there's no there's no mention of date there. But you know, six hundred and eighteen, long time ago. I reckon it was probably two thousand and ten, maybe or. Around then, let's close this one. Don't need this anymore. Okay, so um, let's come back to my little list of things to say. Okay, so this this is let's get in, get into the content of the of um of the podcast now. So you know, I've I've been a Linux user since about two thousand and three. Yeah, that's got to be right. It would have been August two thousand and three. A friend of mine stuck. Slackware nine onto um onto my desktop computer and I went back to university with this computer I had no idea how to use. I can remember one of the first things I did was I I wrote um I I, I did some so I wrote an essay on in a text editor, probably Vim, and saved it on a floppy disk, but I didn't know how to unmount floppy disks and so I actually um took this disc into college with me all proud I was going to print off my work and then I got there and there was nothing on it <laughs> anyway um, yeah so I started off with Slackware I was always really attracted to the minimalist desktops you know I've I've used GNOME I've used KDE and XFCE I've used and, and modified them all a lot or at least I've spent many many hours um, customizing the look and feel of these things I was always more driven to use things like Fluxbox, um, even Blackbox, because especially with my current opinions about about computing, I th- you know, I, I can't really see much advantage to using Fluxbox over Blackbox. Um, but either way, I, I think that they, um, I find them a little irritating with this whole dragging windows around business it's almost i find it almost ironic that um you know we have all of these these window managers for for unix and linux systems and and actually one of the th- ones th- one of the things that they don't actually do is manage window placement you have to manually do it yourself and um that's what's one of the things that's really drawn me to using tiling window managers and at this point specifically dwm <laughs> So yeah, I um I've got a whole folder of of these screenshots of various desktops that I've used over the years and um um it's really funny looking back you can see that I was I was always attracted to you know some, um window managers that didn't have um borders and that sort of thing because I think that really um I like to think about what it is we need to be seeing at any given point um, when we're trying to complete a task, and a lot of the time there's information on the screen that is not—it is just distracting and it's—it's it's wasting screen real estate. Is—is you know, it's something that want a term we could use. Anyway, I'll try not to make this four hours long. So let, let's get moving. Um, a couple years ago, I found you Luke Smith's YouTube channel. And at the time he was sharing this this project of his that he calls Labs. I think it's uh, Luke's auto-ricing... something... script. <laughs> and it was um, based around i3. And I started using this and, and really found that I enjoyed the, the Tiling Window Manager when it was set up nicely. And Okay, so I'm just going to do a little edit here. Um, I got distracted with pushing buttons and really started talking nonsense for a few minutes. So all I'm going to do is say I I really enjoyed using i3 with Luke's setup, but um, I found that I was customising so much of it that I eventually just started again by myself. And when he moved over to DWM, which wasn't long after this, um, I decided to do the same. But I've not really used his version. Of labs with DWM much at all. The word I couldn't remember before for those interested was bootstrapping. So it's Luke's auto rising bootstrapping script. That still sounds wrong. <laughs> okay, never mind. So I'm just going to talk you through um, the interface here very quickly. Um, there's not a lot to say. Um, windows tend to tile like this. So you have your main window on one side and then um, subsequent windows will come on the stack on this side. I've got a keyboard shortcut for inserting and removing the gaps between the windows. But Like I said before, this is, or may say in the future, depending on which edit this is, <laughs> um, this is purely aesthetic and actually really lovely for screenshots, but not very practical if you're trying to use the full screen. Um, you know, I really actually quite like to use it like this, where you don't it just looks like a terminal. It's almost like text mode. There's You wouldn't know that you're in X until you, until you try to open something. So anyway, let's come back. Um, let's just talk about what you can see at the moment along the top. Um, I've got seven tags set up with DWM. Um, the first six of which are just standard tags. So I can, um, you know, let's say if I was to open a terminal, put it on tag three. Um, I could then bring it into view, like this. So if I were reading a book and typing a script at the same time, I can pull that in and take it away in and out of view um, by by adding the tags. That, like you're the keyboard shortcut, but I don't see the purpose in having nine tags. Um, so because I'm tr- constantly trying to optimize my my workflow, um, I tend to think if I have more than six tags in use, I'm doing too much at once. It means that everything's gone mental, I'm unfocused and not achieving anything. Um, I've, I've tried to minimise it down to four and actually this that's not, not very realistic because it doesn't take long to fill four tags and then um, I don't like to have, say, three terminals on tag one, and be, you know, then when you try to pull one of them into view, you get the lot, and it's a mess. So yes, six seems to work. I don't tend to run out of tags that way. I've then got this um, this wastebasket, which is actually just set up on the keyboard shortcut for tag nine. And I, if I was to, to, to switch to that now, you can see that this is actually just the controls for... Uh, G-U-V, uh, GUVC view which is what 's putting that little pretty face of, of mine on the screen um and but the thing this is the thing I want the picture i don 't want the control panel so I just dump that up onto tag nine in the waste basket it's kind of like you know um iconifying or or, or minimizing a window it's just putting it out the way um so yeah that 's what i do um this is another... I used to use a patch for DWM, which is um, window. Uh, sorry, terminal swallowing. So if you open a program in a terminal, um, then the program will occupy the same space that the terminal did, and when you close it, you go back to the terminal. But I just actually find that I sometimes, especially using MPV and, and, and such things, that I want to be able to view the output... In the terminal. That's one of the advantages of opening programs that way. So, again, I just dump things on tag nine terminals that are running programs and whatnot. So, that's that. Okay, so here um, you'll see I've got a little alien head. I've, what I've done is I've just basically changed the layouts, the various layouts that are available. Um, so, standard um, tiling view is an alien's head. If you click on it, then that's going to give you ghosts. Ghosts float, so that's is now floating, floating mode, like this, uh, more traditional sort of way. So I can click back, and there's a keyboard shortcut for for doing this as well. So um, you know that's that's what what that is. I do not see the point in monocle view. That that's just something that I can't get my head around. I do have it set up if it if there, but there's no keyboard shortcut for it and it's a magnifying glass icon. Um, if I select a single tag and cl- then it's and and have nothing else on it, then that's the same as monocle. So I have two settings for it. Um, you know, I can turn the bar off now. We're full screen. So there's just no purpose to having um, having all that stuff. <laughs> um, I am really. Pro removal of features, and I, I think um, once this little ed bit that I'm now editing in from the future is over, I then I'm talking about that stuff a little bit later on, and maybe not being so clear about it as I am now. I think really the only other thing worth mentioning to do with, ter- in terms of how things look, um, what you're seeing on the screen, is that um, you know these various things are enclosed in square brackets and I decided to carry that over into my status script which I'll describe later on um, so that it's just a uniform view Um, but like I do go on to say I'm quite tempted to to just go down to having nothing more than the clock in the status bar at the top there uh, because I've got another thing that uses Dunst um, the notification demon program thing. <laughs> notification program thing. God, I just said it again. Okay. Um right, that's the end of this little interjection. And I'm now gonna take you back to me in the past, continuing on from um, from where I was up to in my little script. The story. So um obviously twenty twenty came along and, and the pandemic had us in the UK and in, in lockdown and during that time I started to um, learn to do some programming in Python and JavaScript and um, I think I, I got quite a lot out of learning that stuff and haven't quite finished one of the courses I was on actually but um, what I have found difficult with learning Python is that I don't really have any projects that I wish to um, to use it for. It's it's a, a, a little bit of a redundant skill at the moment. I have done some projects in the in the summer, um, things like stripping the database from my uh, online ebook store and creating a mailing list from the customers. Um, I did that in Python and I recently realised it would have been much quicker to do it using ORC. <laughs> but you know, we live and learn and I think I was using a lot of you know a lot of my new skills, so I was quite happy with with that program at the time. I wrote a GUI for sending emails using Python, um, but again, you know, pretty pointless. It was just a project to sort of demonstrate what I could do. So I wrote a website in um, in HTML and CSS um, because I I, I kind of like this this you know i'm nostalgic about the old days of the internet i'm trying to get away from using social media as much as possible and you know it's, it's po- sort of a, a sort of virtual flag in the ground to have a an old school website that just says hi my name is rich i like computers and this is what i do with my my time and all this sort of stuff in fact i'm just going to bring that one up on the screen now and you use the surf web browser another suckless thing I don't use this all the time because actually it's a little bit buggy on the on my setup for some reason. But anyway, if we just go the, the web address is richcolq.xyz. Um and so this is that site. I had a bit of a beard when I took that photo. What you'll see here is there's a page called desktop and it kind of talks through ideas I was having about desktop paradigms. Um, and demonstrates some pretty old screenshots of early versions of this, of this setup that I'm currently using. Oh yeah, see that status bar is quite different. Um, it talks through things, but actually, this this the way things are right now are much a little bit more up to date. And uh, I'm going to talk about those sort of design decisions that I've made over time. In this first version, you can see there's actually a list of. Um, the different patches I was using so you know the gaps between windows is an aesthetic thing Um, I had this this clever little um, patch called fake full screen so that you could play YouTube videos and the like in a sort of maximized, but in within the confines of a window but then I had to have another patch that meant that you could still do proper full screen Um, and it just seemed like a lot of messing around for a for a pointless feature and the fun the funny thing is that over time, I've come to remove almost all of the patches that I have in had for d w m and I think that maybe um, maybe in future I will <clears throat> share this this work um without distributing my build of d w m at all because um I think something I've come to learn over the time is that actually the, the thing of value to me in this custom version of, of um, or this this desktop environment that I've sort of um, been that's been evolving over the last nine months is is that the key the keyboard shortcuts and the status bar and stuff like that, none of which is actually a, is really a part of DWM, other than changing the the config. Um, header file which um, has the keyboard shortcuts in it but anyway let's script back, come back to my little script so yeah anyway well, that's the website richcog.xyz and uh, you'll find a link on the de- desktop part of that to my github which um, like I said before is under the name clear night sky um, so let's have a talk about what programs I'm, I'm using in this, this environment Obviously, um, DWM, you can see that that's, that's what's happening here. Um, the patches that are currently installed are only um, full gaps, um, which again is for, if I, this, this has got more than one thing on the screen, it's for doing this kind of business, you know, for putting the gaps between windows. I go back and forth liking and disliking this feature. Um, I've got it turned off by default. I've got keyboard shortcuts to turn it back on. Um, you know, it looks nice. It's great for screenshots, but it's a it's a waste of of space. It's a waste of screen real estate in the same way that title bars would be in a tiling window manager, and even um, you know to a degree, the bar along the top is not necessary most of the time. So, yeah, I have that one. Similar thing with the with having a border around windows. I currently got it set to one pixel of a very dark grey just because then if I have multiple um, multiple terminals open but with um, with the gaps turned off you can still see where each terminal is contained. Um, I found it really strange when I had no border at all that when you had two terminals next to each other they kind of just merged together in the middle and I, yeah, I didn't like that. I just closed something unintentionally let's not worry about it so going alongside with DWM I have compiled my own version of Dmenu it's it's patched pretty minimally if you look up in the top um, top right of the screen you'll see that there is the numbers patch which means that say if I was to start typing um, in a word I used brave there you can see the number of um, items in the list is decreasing from 5000 to now forty three. By the time it's BRA, there are only four. You know that that string is only present in, in four um, executables, and so on and so on. It doesn't really do anything. Again, maybe I'll take that patch out. It's, it's so funny how actually I I constantly think to myself that you know these features that I thought were important in the beginning just don't do anything. There's no there's no need, and so I'm coming more and more back to vanilla builds of, of almost everything I've got my own build of um, ST for terminal not 100% happy with it yet I'm still messing around trying to fix the backspace key, I know there's a patch for that but for some reason I'm reading the reading the man file wrong and it's uh, that's not working out but um, it's got this nice, I think it's called Darkula theme or something like that um yeah, but well, you know it's a minimalist terminal, and it looks nice. That's really all. That's really all I need from the terminal. Um, I think I patched it so that let's go to another tag. Let's open. If I was to open PS or something, then you can. Like, if you hold down Shift, you can use the mouse wheel to scroll up and down. In this. um that's probably one of the first times I've actually needed to use the mouse in this whole in this whole sort of demonstration or explanation. So um, the, this is something that's actually really a, a big part of the desktop build is uh, the simple X hotkey daemon. If I was to um, just pull up the config script here. You can see. I'm not going to talk through all of the, the keyboard shortcuts because that would be insanity, and especially if you're listening to the audio version, this oh, <laughs> that is going to be incredibly boring. Um, but if I if I just pull it up, you can see I've got it. I've got everything sort of categorized. So if you do Alt and Shift, it's going to open up things that are relating to system configuration. For example, Alt Shift A is going to bring up the um, controls for pulse audio. Same with W is going to bring up net, NMTUI Network Manager, um, and such things like that. So I've got things like screenshots and um, the Luke Smith's D Menu Unicode Copier, which is I use quite a bit because you can see the icons along the top here. They're all emoticons. Um, I'll just show you, so what it does, it opens D-Menu with a, a long list of emoticons um, and you can select something it copies to the clipboard and then you can paste it <clears throat> um, let's say like this oh, see that's clever, it doesn't work <laughs> what am I doing? is it, um, uh, well, let's not worry Vim and your keys um but yeah, that's so that's a, a useful thing. Um then I've got sort of programs that I use all the time. So web browser, um Tremk, the Tremc, the T R E M C the the front end for um transmission daemon, Simple Note, Frescobaldi, um Ranger, which is I'm using I'm learning to use at the moment for my file manager. Honestly, I just my my file manager is is Bash. I use a terminal for file management like 90% of the time, if not more. Um, I've really moved away from from most things that involve icons. Um, any kind of point and click stuff is is kind of pointless um, in this environment. And actually, the trackpad on this computer isn't very good, and so that's a it's a good thing to be getting away from using it. What I do want to show you, there's a line here Alt-S brings up my status um, notification so it uses Dunst Dunst I haven't got to mentioning yet on the list of programs I use but that's um, what that's doing is that's reading out the contents of a bunch of status files um, in fact I seem to be... Uh, I'm, let's just make sure I'm not getting ahead of myself here um, I'm going to do this bit now So. If you look along the top of the screen on the video, you'll see that contained within these square brackets are a bunch of icons, which are emoticons. Um, there are only four um, things on this status bar bar the clock and date. Um, they are an icon that shows this changes between three options depending on if it is, if you're on Wi Fi. If you are connected to local network, or if you are connected to, um, if you don't, if you're not connected to a network at all, let me show you the script for that because you you'll get an idea. I'm not going to do this for all of the, um, for all of the scripts, but I'll just show you how this one works because it generally demonstrates what it's all about. So. Um, yeah, I, I think that the way I do this is probably quite similar to what people do with DWM blocks. I don't use that myself. The way yeah, at the moment I've got it so it automatically updates, and I've got a script that kills and reloads when certain things are done, like volume. You can see that that's turning the volume up and down, and I've got three, four different icons that, that show how that's working. Um, mute works in the same way when I'm doing that all it's doing is actually um, reading out the contents of this dot status what's in its sound and you can see that that's there on the command line it works in the same way Um, yeah so let's have a look at this um, script for um, the network <clears throat> I think it's called net status yeah there we go so all you can see is this is a batch script bash script first of all it, it reads two files in the um, slash, 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 slash 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 I can't talk slash sys slash class net um, operating state um, for the various um, devices it, it determines the the IP address and then uses ORC and cut to grab the information we need. Then um, it echoes the results of, the, of, um, of that into that dot status slash network text file, and then um, in my DWM script, uh, sorry, uh, status script, which is another thing I. I wrote, and th- this must be like on its fourth iteration at this point. Um, you can see that it's just it then uses awk to, for the status bar, it just grabs the icon, but it doesn't grab the text. I could change that at any point, so it's easy to, to get lots of different uh, setups for the status bar just by editing this folder, just by editing those, those awk lines. But when I do Alt S, it brings up. The entire contents of all those files, including the keyboard layout, network, sound, power, date and time, um, and so again, if I was to turn the the bar off at the top, um, I can just see everything I need with a key press, and I don't have to, you know, re-open you know, the bar. I mean, that's just a key press as well. But it's just one of those things. I did spend some time contemplating whether we need the bar at all. I think it's, it's more like a, it's just a, state, a safety blanket really it's just showing you which tags have got things on them and um, the time but everything, all the other information is available through other means and something I've thought about quite a bit as well is, is where your eyes go when you're using um, when you're using a computer because I find that if the, the state, if their bar goes along the top then I'm constantly looking at it but if it goes along the bottom i forget that it's there How, if i'm sat at a desk with a monitor it's the other way round i find that having a bar along the bottom is always in my line of sight having a bar along the top kind of disappears in my you know peripherals so um that's an interesting thing depending on the form factor of your device and i was going to i was thinking of doing a patch for dwm for moving the bar of, um up and down with a key press Seems a little bit um it's it will probably be another feature that I deem unnecessary at some point, so um we'll be leaving that one out for now. But anyway, let's um so my my D my DWM status script basically just it, it runs all of my power check, sound check and net status uh scripts which pull all that information out of um the sys folders. Um dumps the information into this dot status folder in my home directory and then um and then uses xset root to to put that information formatted onto the status bar and then it waits for ten seconds there's a little um until loop um where it, it waits it uses it uses date and cut to double check um so it only I think it updates every ten seconds, um, because that way the cl- the clock is going to be is going to be accurate. It resets when when the seconds is zero, so that's going to be at zero seconds, ten seconds, twenty, thirty, and so on. Um, otherwise, yeah, I mean, if the clock just updated once a minute, then depending on what time you turn the computer on, it could be off by as much as you know, fifty nine seconds. <laughs> I would that would really annoy me. Um anyway right let's come back to my script i don't want to be boring you we're pretty much i think we're pretty much there with um with this little talk about about all about my i you know what i thought about when when creating this this desktop environment um i've said where you can find it go look at the website have a look at the the all the source all of the scripts are available on github really they're just it's just this project is little more than me exploring how how I use a computer how i how I want to be um, using it how what I want to be able to see on the screen at any given time um, um, and also it 's me learning to use bash scripting and you know new tools or tools that are new to me that have probably existed since the seventies and eighties like you know, uh, grep, sed, orc, um, cut, all this sort of like Unix command line stuff. I re- I'm really enjoying sort of knowing more about that because, you know, like I said, I've been using Linux for, for um, it's getting to last 15 years, more than 15, 16, 17 years. And for me, for a long time, you know, using it le- meant little more than actually... Um, I was purely an end user. I wasn't really getting in deep and understanding how stuff worked um, in a meaningful way. Um, and so, yeah, just take a look at take a look at the stuff on GitHub. By all means, install it, and you're welcome to write to me and, and talk about other ideas relating to to this moving forward. But I think that really. I mean, currently I'm quite happy with um, being able to write little scripts. Things like uh, something I did the other day was this um, keyboard layout switcher. Now, this computer is is a US keyboard, but when I do my accounts, I need to have the pound symbol. And by that, I mean the financial pound symbol, not the hash key. Um, And that doesn't exist here, so... um, I wrote this little script which I think is on that, yes, yeah, so it uses DMenu, you type in the keyboard layout you want, let's say um, we'll switch it to the Spanish layout, ES, and then you get a little dunst notification over here, keyboard layout changed, there's a flag, Espanol, and then um, in that dot .status folder there will be a file that's telling you the keyboard layout and um, you can see it's changed up here on the status bar and now it says ES. For some reason, the, the the status bar refuses to use the same icon set as Dunst um, for the emoticons, and so you'll see when I pull up the status thing there again, there's a little discrepancy between all the icons are very slightly different, it's a different font, but um, I'll get to the bottom of that at some point. Um, Good. In the interest of not talking forever about nothing, I'll leave this one here. Um, Thanks for listening, and I'll speak to you all again soon.